When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I wasn't saying like, this is what you do to get pregnant because I wasn't yet pregnant. I was like, this is what you do to feel better now. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, a pregnancy will come. But it was about that in the moment space. Hello and welcome to Fertility Life Raft with me, Alice Rose. This podcast is for you if you find yourself longing for a baby and then finding that the path to bringing them home is not easy. It's for you if you've had enough of feeling like you're losing sight of yourself because that's how I felt too. And it's also for you if you're supporting someone going through this and want to understand a little bit more. So welcome to a totally safe space, honest conversation, real and raw stories shared and a little bit of topical stuff too because I really believe it's not all down to you to get through this. The world needs to catch up too. Hello and welcome back to Fertility Life Raft. It's as always a real pleasure to have you so thanks for joining me. Um, How are you? Let me know. I actually really love hearing from you so come and tell me come and tell me how you are come and find me on instagram it's at this is alice rose and i'm always there more or less <laughs> so come and have a look at what i'm putting out it might be supportive for you um send me a message i love it i really love hearing from you drop me a line at alice at this and head over to my website for the resources that i've got for you i one of my like core values is to try to make support and emotional well-being kind of really accessible to as many people as possible because I just think it should be you know it should be it shouldn't be out of reach for any financial reasons it shouldn't be out of reach for any sort of um for any other reason really it should just be there for you on demand things that can make you and help you feel better whenever you're ready to do that so that's kind of what I really want to create as this kind of library of on-demand resources for you that are going to be helpful whenever you feel the need to access them. Um, so, and hopefully this podcast is one of those things that you can go to and listen back to other episodes or, um, yeah, just find little nuggets of, of, of juicy <laughs> information or just little, sometimes people message me and they're just like, oh, there was just like one thing and your conversation with, you know, whoever it was that really stuck with me. And I never quite know what it is that's going to really resonate with somebody. So if something does, if you have listened to something and it's just made a big difference, then then do let me know. I really love hearing from you um, and my guests love it as well. So speaking of which, our wonderful guest for this episode is Naomi Wolfson. 
And Naomi has her own company called Embrace Fertility. And she's a therapist who specializes in supporting women through trying to conceive fertility treatments and then pregnancy and birth following infertility. Uh, because she and her partner went through almost four years of infertility, IUIs, IVF, surgery and miscarriage before they did actually go on to conceive both their kids naturally. And I am really delighted that we've managed to get this call in the diary, actually, because I've known Naomi now for a while. And and, uh, yeah, we share a bit more about how we connected at the beginning of this podcast. So I'm going to be quiet and let you have a listen to our chat. Enjoy. Hello, Naomi. It's so lovely to have you on my podcast. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. And it's so lovely to chat to you. It's been a few years since we chatted in person, so it's lovely. I know. I think the very first time was actually me contacting you to ask you if, to ask if I can interview you, and I did it. And it was so funny thinking about it because it was just over the phone, and I was literally like writing notes and everything. Um, but things have moved on quite a lot since then. <laughs> So I don't tend to um, scribble as I speak to people, but instead this is much better because now everybody can benefit from your wisdom and your knowledge and your experience. So I'm really delighted to have you on and um, looking forward to hearing more about how you support people in this space. So just quickly, like what what brought you to it? Tell me your story. I know it, I think, but um, people may not have done so. Yeah, share why you came to be working in this field. Um, Yes, I went through infertility myself. I was diagnosed with endometriosis when I was a teenager and told very bluntly that I would probably need IVF to, you know, to have children. So sort of all throughout my teens and 20s and early 30s was like sort of knew that there could be this 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 issue. And then when we started trying to conceive, I was very much like, no, we'll be one of those people that has endometriosis and we get pregnant straight away anyway. And that didn't happen. It took us almost four years. I ended up doing four rounds of treatments, including IUIs and IVF. We got pregnant on our final round of IVF, but then miscarried. And my lowest point of all of that time was actually after our first failed IUI cycle. Mm-hmm. And I really hit rock bottom and I had my first panic attack on the London underground and I was at Finsbury Park and just all the information in the posters felt like too much sort of incoming information and I just completely shut down I was like I can't keep doing this I can't keep going through treatment round after treatment round and just the failure of every time in the build-up um, so that's when I started learning about the mind-body link and practicing mindfulness I learned about emotional freedom technique and these techniques allowed me to keep going through the treatment and then actually after I had the miscarriage I didn't get as low as I'd been after the IUI the IUI was absolutely lowest point and I was kind of after the miscarriage I was really expecting there to be this like crash and burn and it didn't come and I was like oh what I'm doing is really working this is like you know that like you said it's literally like that life draft that is holding you up and not allowing you to like sink back down into the depths again um so I was I was already did I start so I'd actually started training as a therapist while going through fertility treatments myself trained as a cognitive hypnotherapist and emotional freedom technique practitioner so I was actually sharing these techniques while I was still going through it myself which I think was really was really good for me and really good for the people who are listening to me because I wasn't saying like this is what you do to get pregnant because I wasn't yet pregnant I was like this is what you do 
to feel better now and then you know hopefully you know a pregnancy will come but it was about that in the moment space so now um doing this full time supporting people across the globe and just sharing the techniques to really allow you to basically find yourself again while you're waiting to become a parent rather than that and this is very much what you talk about isn't it? it's like instead of like striving for like the pregnancy is the goal the goal is for you to find yourself again and to release the anxiety the stress the overwhelm Mm, yeah amazing so there was actually and it's something that I relate to that the fact that you actually reach rock bottom like earlier on in your journey than you might expect if somebody else heard what you'd been through and you might think oh it probably was you know four years in after you've been through all those rounds of treatment that you would hit rock bottom and actually it was much earlier for you and I can totally relate because that's what happened to me too it was actually earlier than you might think if you heard what happened to me and then but that that that's the the brilliance of actually hitting rock bottom sometimes isn't it because you go well I can't I just can literally cannot continue like this so something has to change so yeah so what actually brought you to find all your techniques that you now use to help support other people so I was seeing an acupuncturist very much for you know I'd read somewhere that acupuncture increased your chance of getting pregnant and she said to me in one session she was like do you love yourself and I was just like no I can't like I couldn't stand my body. I hated my body for the fact it was, you know, denying me pregnancy, denying me the life that I wanted. And she was like, I want you to go home and look in a mirror and, you know, start say to yourself, like, I love you. And it was the, the hardest things I have ever had to do. So that was the kind of the first really looking sort of inside of myself instead of looking for oh, I change my diet I'll do acupuncture I'll do these things that I don't like myself she invited me to look inwards and around the same time my fertility clinic was after I'd had that panic attack I went back in and they were like right next round of IUI then let's get you know let's get you all signed up and I just my face just froze and they were like I think you need to go on the stress management stress reduction mindfulness course and it was run in like the other part of the hospital and um so yeah signed up for that and there was quite a few months wait until I could begin so but the therapist recommended a book to read John Kabat-Zinn's book and started reading and it just blew my mind was like which one was that um full catastrophe living that's the one. Somebody recommended cool. that. Massive, isn't it? So, what, so do you know what? I didn't know anybody who was going through it. The only person I knew was a friend of my sister. Sorry to interrupt your flow, but I just have to say, um, a friend of my sister's, and I was so desperate to speak to anybody, somebody because this community didn't exist then. So I went and met this girl who I, I, you know, I only knew through my sister, and she had been through it, and she understood, and she gave me this book, and I read it, and I was like oh like same as you like wow that's yeah full catastrophe living I'll put it in the show notes go on sorry and yeah and I think and that was saying to me that it wasn't the fact that I was infertile that was causing my anxiety and the panic attacks it was the thoughts I was having about it and the first time I read it I was completely like no because as soon as I get pregnant I will be okay suddenly you know everything will magically fall into place and my you know my life will be blessed forevermore and then as I was reading, it was like, oh, and it started making sense. And I started looking back on other times in my life where I'd felt really, you know, really stressed with work or really stressed in relationships. And I was like, oh, yeah, then 
things sort of got better, but then there was something else, maybe you're worried about something else you're stressed about. And this was saying, you don't need to let life be the stress. And yeah, it just absolutely fascinated me. So what I think once you start down sort of the rabbit hole and then you just, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't unlearn that fact. You can't then go, actually, I'd rather just blame infertility or my, you know, my husband or work or whatever it is. But as soon as you know that it's, it's sort of down to you and your reaction, you're like, oh, I need to keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, it's completely life-changing. And what's interesting is that it, it, it starts, I think people like find their one thing that kind of resonates with them. Me and my friends talk about this all the time because we all have like the different the the different kind of gateway to like what brought us into and they're all completely different stories you know I just have a group of friends who are like really curious about this kind of work and this life um or like seeing things from different perspectives and things and we all sort of have our different one thing that, that brought it to mind that I always say was the artist's way that was my total game changer game shifting like oh my god like moment which I did while I was going through it all so that was that was my one and my friend's one is the power of now Eckhart Tolle or Tolle I never know how to pronounce his surname but that for her that was her like oh my god moment and then carried on so it's really interesting that yours that was your one so it was a it was a book that kind of you know and your acupuncturist of course but then but then things start to link up don't they because you had that and then you read the book and then and then so tell me tell me what happened next (laughs) And I was like, well, I feel like I'm so far now, like down this rabbit hole of I'm doing the herbs, I'm doing the massage, I'm doing the acupuncture, I'm doing the weird diet. I'm, you know, I'm not eating deadly nightshade vegetables, everything. And so I started and I did, I think it was like three rounds of tapping where you, you literally like you're saying statements to yourself, about how you feel and you're tapping on your on your face and your body. And I felt a shift and I felt vividly different to how I had five minutes before and it again was one of those moments where I was just like this is either some kind of magic or like I re- like I really I need to understand more so I just googled like EFT fertility and yeah actually at this point I was already running the fertility network support meetings for North London um, and just doing it as you know as a volunteer and obviously I was going through it myself and on the one of the trainings for there was like a talking therapist training basically sort of safeguarding if you're running the group to make sure no one's giving medical advice or you know suggesting you know just check, check checking everyone's safe basically and at the end of that training they were like you're really good at this have you thought about being a therapist and I was like no and then I went home and I went maybe maybe I should look into this and so it was yeah if things it all kind of links in and sort of it feels like you sort of get these signs that it's like you know, that training happened to be in a month's time really close to my house. Like it could have been, you know, they could have been based anywhere in the world. They could have been, you know, not tra- doing training or anything. It just happened to, to mm. you align. So when you started practicing your EFT, that was right, right in the middle of what you were, um, when you were going through it yourself. And then you started supporting other people and sharing that. And you set up your business, which is Embrace Fertility, isn't it? And I like that, um, yeah, there was something that really resonated with me when I found you. I was like, embrace. Yes, that's it. It's that kind of leaning in instead of fighting, which I I don't know how you feel about the word and the idea of fighting. But I just (laughs) even as I'm saying it, I'm like, no, because it just instantly brings more tension and more exhaustion to the party. And you've already got that going on in droves. So it sounds almost like yeah topsy-turvy to be like no lean into it embrace it but it's 
absolutely the game changer. It was certainly for me. So obviously, and you you feel the same. How do people feel when they read that it's, you know, they find you and it's Embrace Fertility? Tell me about why you called your business that. Yeah, I think very much. Well, originally, my business was called Mindful Mama to Be because I didn't want to run an infertility support group. I was like, I do not want to support infertility in any sense. I want to support my fertility. Mm-hmm. Let's have, so I used to run fertility support evenings and we'd all go to a meditation together and then we'd go to the pub afterwards and we'd sort of sit in the back corner and, you know, we'd all have a, a well, not even a lemonade, we'd all have like, you know, a water with a slice of lemon because of these crazy, ridiculous diets. But, um, and it was all about, yeah, just being like embodying, like being a mindful mama to be, because that's what you are. If you're trying to conceive, you are like a mum in waiting. Your mindset is already one of being a mother because you're doing the diet you're doing all these things you're living you know half the month every month as if you are pregnant and not doing all the things you're not meant to do when you're pregnant so it was about really yeah embodying that and then I changed it because people were getting confused and obviously thought oh that's for when you are pregnant so changed it to embrace fertility and that's very much with emotional freedom technique we're embracing all of the emotions, even the massive, huge, scary ones that we, we can't stand. Because the second you lean into something, it lessens and it starts to, to release. And it's really, really scary. And you first do that because when you do it, it feels like this massive tsunami of, of the grief and the upset is going to hit you. But if you can go through that, using techniques such as emotional freedom technique the meditation etc journaling all these things to support you 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 come to this place of of relief and release Mm, yeah and that's it it's that it's such a gentle but such a powerful way to approach it and it feels as you say it does feel really scary at first and I think a lot of times people are like nah I'm not going (laughs) thank you very much because you don't want to even you don't even consider that you want to keep it at arm's length because you think that's actually the safest thing for you to do is to is to is to basically bury it and to not to not um allow yourself to even go there and I know that I got myself into a right pickle because at one point I was like well I mustn't you know put anything negative out there because then the universe will come back at me and give me negative energy etc etc and I either find that people go one or another so they'll either be like me where they're like I must only think positive thoughts which I learned to understand that that was definitely not the way to go or they do the other thing where they go well I'm just gonna think that it's gonna just not never work because then I won't be disappointed and then I won't crash and burn so it's like the two extremes and actually what we need to do and what is the total revelationary revolutionary thing which actually isn't revolutionary at all is to do exactly what you were saying there and to just lean in and to just let it all come and let it come and then it's like, oh, it's like the release and the relief, as you say, it just washes over you so that you can then give yourself what you need. And it's just, yeah, and it, it, it changes, it changes everything, doesn't it? So when you're teaching these techniques, what are the main kind of, what are the main things that come up that you feel that people are desperately needing some help with and that they can apply your techniques um, to? Yeah, I think like you mentioned, one of the biggest things people do is is one of these polar 
sort of emotional extremes. And the issue with trying to force yourself to be positive all the time, because I did exactly the same. I was, you know, watched The Secret, read all the books that were like, just imagine and it will, you know, magically happen. And then when it doesn't, you beat yourself up and you think it's because I haven't been positive enough. I haven't relaxed enough. I haven't believed enough. And so I got myself so anxious and so depressed because I really thought it was my fault that this was happening. And so if someone is in that camp, we'll look at, well, actually the, your conscious thoughts are only 5% of what's going on. 95% is your subconscious mind. So, and every time you're beating yourself up, you're sending yourself even deeper into this like negative spiral going down. So the very first thing I'll say is, I'm sort of put together like a little, um, uh, like a little image um, as people sign up on my website, they called the emotional scale. And that basically takes you from depression at the bottom all the way up to hope and gratitude. The first thing I'll say is wherever you are on there, you can just ask yourself that question. How can I help myself feel better in a moment? So instead of like, if you're beating yourself up and saying, oh, you should be staying positive. You're like, well, actually that's a negative voice, a negative message back to myself. And it's actually making me feel really low. How can I make myself feel better right now? I could ring a friend, you know, I, could I could watch something fun, I could put on some amazing music, I could, you know, and whenever you're in that state of, I'm responsible for how I feel right now, like whatever thought comes into your head, you can't pick what thoughts come into your head, but you get to pick the next thought and what you do with that. So you can start to take yourself up this spiral, and especially with gratitude, and that's why I love your, your hashtags, like look for the look for the beauty, look for the, the things in life that, that light you up and just allow you to step outside of yourself and see that there's, you know, all of this is going on. Because when we're down, we can end up looking down at the floor a lot. So sometimes it's just lifting your head a little bit higher, your chin a little bit higher than normal. So you feel, feel a bit like a bit snooty, but this and lifting your eyes up, that can shift your mood in a moment because we naturally do this if we feel low. So just just doing that mm. you up. oh I love that yeah and I think that actually even the idea of just looking up I haven't even put that together but yeah we say oh, keep your chin up look up look and when you actually look up you look up to, and it's that blue sky thinking as well isn't it it all kind of links in that once you are once you've shifted to the idea of actually okay what can I what can I do for myself right now how can I rearrange what thought comes in next or how what can I do with that negative thought that's just come in or one tiny little thing I can do is just literally lift my chin up and, and lift my eyes up and maybe that can actually send a signal that that I am in a different mindset already just that and I think that's lovely because it kind of as much as it can feel a bit heavy to say you know okay well what's our role in how we're feeling day to day and you think god that's like more you know responsibility on me but actually it's it's not it's the other way around because you go okay so I've got a little bit more ownership over this than I thought and and it's the control that people lose um 
or they feel like they lose control so much of the time. So giving yourself back a little bit of control over, well, where's my mind going? What's my, what's my thought process? How can I learn more about this? And, you know, you only have to look around at people who have obviously gone down that rabbit hole, like we said at the beginning with you, with your book and me with my book. And then, and then it kind of snowballs because you said, you know, you, you can't unlearn it. So once you start learning this stuff and you go, okay, well, all these other people in the world have found like, like but it's actually really powerful like why and I I actually have a client who said to me well it's available for other people but it's just not available to me and I was really like that's such an interesting thing because there are I think that there are lots of people who feel that and they just kind of think well they're able to do that but actually it's not it's not available to me my brain doesn't work in that way but that's not right is it that's not actually true because we all have the same we all have the same you know hardware (laughs) but it's obviously we come from hugely different backgrounds and everything that comes with it and that's you know and I'm not I'm not trying to like um say that that's not important to take into account but actually if it's available for some people it's really really likely that it is available to you too so how do you how do you manage if people say to you like but I can't you know this isn't working for me or how can I what what do you say it's very much about finding the thing that does work for you and also realizing that on different days, different things are gonna work for you. So what might work on a Tuesday might not work on a Wednesday because if you're, wherever you are on that emotional scale, you might need something you know, with a bit more heft maybe to, to shift where you are. Um, so it's about trying lots of different things. So this is why I mix loads of different mind-body techniques. And I say to people, try everything at least twice. So try it. Even if you hate it or it doesn't work for you, try it again in a few weeks' time and see how it feels. And also be aware that sometimes people really want it to be like that big shift moment, like we talk about, like you read the book or I did the EFT and suddenly you feel so different in your body, you know that there's no going backwards. Whereas generally on the day-to-day, what you actually get is a smaller shift that is still a shift, but might just be from feeling very depressed and really, really down to feeling maybe just that tiny little bit of hope or that little bit like, you know, maybe I'll just research this or maybe I'll just look at this. And it's that tiny, just that little tiny like dial change, but it gets you moving in that trajectory and moving you to feeling better and because when someone is so depressed because quite a lot of the clients that come to me and do my three-month package have sort of they've tried so many different things and they've been to so many different people and they really are like I'm you know I'm at rock bottom now the end of my term like something really really big has to change now I can't carry on the same way and the reason why I work with someone for three months is because I used to do like, you know, odd sessions and became a therapist and we you know, do an EFT session. And I was like, actually, I want to support you for three months and be like, we're really going to dive into, like you said, what are you bringing with you? All that, that packaging of how you were brought up, how you've been talking to yourself, maybe for not just the last few years for infertility, but maybe your whole life. What's that internal dialogue going on in your head? What's your default? So if you're feeling low, what do you reach for? Do you reach for food? Do you reach for alcohol? Do you reach for, you know, shopping? Do you reach for Netflix? What is it? What's your coping strategy? And then how can we switch that to then be a healthy coping strategy and build that up as a habit so that you then, once you sort of taste that shift and taste that change, even when you're really low, you know, 
if I just do this and I keep doing it for a, a few minutes or a few days or a few weeks or whatever it is, you start to feel different. Mm, yeah, and it's just little by little. And that's the thing. I feel the same like when I do my coaching one-to-one sessions and I often have to say like, it's often the changes that happen outside these sessions and it's the process and it's the journey. And it's, it, it's, it's really quite unlikely to have like a massive shift kind of overnight. It can happen. It can. It can there can be moments. I never happen. You're like, it might, but if it doesn't, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> like, and whatever you're bringing to the table is going to be different and unique for every single person. So again, like not to compare your experience with this kind of work with anyone else's because they are not you. So it's not helpful to do that. But all you can do is keep focused on what is happening for you in that moment and learn from people who have been there and who have experience of this kind of stuff so can you share with us like a little technique that someone listening could learn right now yeah so one of the techniques that pretty much everyone has loved I haven't found anyone who doesn't enjoy doing this technique so I'd love to hear back how people get on with it but it's for shifting when you're feeling really jealous and I'm sure most people can resonate if you're, especially if you've had a failed cycle and then it's the pregnancy announcement at work. It's one of your best friends announcing, you know, her second pregnancy in the time she's already had one or two babies while you've been trying. It's seeing that young family and really feeling like that should be us. Like, what, you know, why is that not us? What's, what's happening? So it's a technique to help shift that feeling. And it's called the yes, please technique. And what I want you to do, instead of seeing what you want and feel, it can feel like um, you're seeing what you want and you can't have it. And it really feels like the universe or God or whatever spiritual belief you have, whatever it is that you believe in saying, no, you can't have this. Look at what you want. No, you can't have it. But instead, if you flip that and have it as if it's a question. So imagine the universe is saying to yourself, saying to you, is this what you want? Oh, is, is this what you want? Is this what you want? And then you tune in and you go, well, is that what I want? Yes, please. So instead of you seeing what you want and feeling like you're being told no, so then you're saying no back and you're turning away from it to protect yourself. And I did exactly the same. I had to, you know, shut myself off from certain friends. I find it very, very difficult to be around, especially when one of our close friends is a little ginger boy. And I literally was, and we'd started trying the same month and he was gorgeous. And I'd hold him and people would, you know, think he's mine, obviously, because I'm ginger. I'd be like, he's not, I have to. Like it was, it used to break my heart. And then when I realized that I was like, instead of holding him and being like, why can't I have this? And the, it was that, you know, why no? Like it really hurts. Like if I went inside and went, this is what I want. Yes, please. I could hold him and I could learn about how to hold a baby, how to carry a baby. I could watch my friend and everything she did. I could be like, yes, please. I want what she has. Yes, please. And it's like, instead of going like that, you're going like that. You're saying, yes, welcome it in. And it shifts your energy so so powerfully and it means that you can you know as soon as you get that pregnancy pregnancy announcement right in that moment go yes please that's what I want afterwards on your own then do the processing still you know journal about how much it it may hurt so it's not about 
switching and trying to be positive positive but in that present in that present moment when you need to put that smiley face on and be like I'm so pleased for you use it for you as well so instead of you just congratulating them be like congratulating yourself like what will be like you know what might she say to me when it's my turn and then when you're going do the journaling work, do the emotional freedom work to help release how you're feeling in that present moment. Yes, please. Mm. <laughs> oh, I love that. I haven't heard that before and I love it. So it's just, again, like the leaning in thing and just that little mindset shift is so powerful, isn't it? And just helps you to kind of feel a more gentle emotion instead of that full I mean, it's, it's so hard, isn't it? That the, the announcement thing is like one of the biggest um, issues that comes up because it can just create this like valley between friends and f- between family. And it's so sad because you just think, God, I wish like to, to build. And But to, to, there are ways to build that bridge over the valley by, by, by looking at well, what can I do for myself? And again, not saying you don't have to feel it because it's totally normal, natural human emotion to kind of have that and Yet, at the same time, there are little tiny things that we can do for ourselves that can actually shift, you know, how we feel. I love that so much, Naomi. Thank you. Um, So my final question to you is like what I ask everybody. What is in your life raft? So my life raft is very much it's all the energy work. It says emotional freedom technique, tapping, journaling, meditation. Because I'm a hypnotherapist, I love hypnotherapy tracks. Like I'll generally fall asleep listening to tracks or whatever area of my life I'm kind of, you know, personal development, whatever area I'll be listening to some kind of track, reprogramming my subconscious to welcome in the area. But I'm also partial to just putting on a bit of music and just shifting my energy by just in that moment, like put it on, it's all the musicals. It's like, um, you know, this is me all like the Disney classics, the ones where you can just scream at the top of your voice and you're like, I am going to sail across the ocean like Moana. And my husband's like, point we're loading the dishwasher. And I was like, in a moment. <laughs> I'm being Moana right now. I'm busy right now. The best soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, just music and really that thing of so often that we can say to ourselves, it's like, oh, if, you know, feeling pressure now and feeling a bit stressed now you know at the end of the day or in an hour or at lunchtime I'll do this it's like well why why not shift it right now in this moment because then all the decisions you make from then on are going to be from a higher vibrational place you're going to be like oh and when you imagine as well when you're looking down you're very restricted in what you can see what your outlook is as soon as you look up suddenly your perspective physically but also energetically completely shifts and it's like that habit of just really taking ownership and going because so many times I'm like no I feel feel moody I'm not putting my music on and I was like why am I why am I fighting it because very very rarely have I been solo that I put music on it doesn't make me feel better Mm. just find the right song and then it's all good yeah 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 and even if actually sometimes for me like I don't know what was going on for me last week but I was in like in a real kind of slump and I just think I just needed to just and sometimes you just do need to be in it don't you and just be like you know what I'm just gonna let myself have this (laughs) but also to go like 
as much as I can align what choices I'm making in terms of what I'm doing in my life to reflect like how I'm how, how my energy is right now I feel like that's a really gentle way to approach things as well when you're going through all of it because it just means that you're not putting loads of you're not forcing anything you're just kind of in in the thing but you are still looking at little tiny shifts that you can do to like move the needle each day to kind of going all right what can I do to like give myself what I need make myself feel a little bit better and as you know I'm a big fan of a kitchen disco as well so <laughs> so yeah music music is a big one and it and it's interesting because actually the I guess the way, the reason that music works so well is because it's like a full sensory like experience almost isn't it it literally I mean I think there's loads of studies on like how music like makes you because it's it's a language that isn't a language it's a it's an ancient human mode of communication and it touches you in a in a way that literally I don't think anything else quite can and it's I, I mean I just think it's fascinating the way that you can listen to something and it changes how you literally changes how you feel and then if you really go for it with the dancing then obviously like all the physicality of it and like whatever like shaking out the anxiety or shaking out the adrenaline and all that kind of stuff or like if you want to listen to a sad song and you let it flood your system and you just want to cry and then that's releasing it it's just it's magic it's absolute magic big music fan <laughs> over here and like massive cross-section as well like anything and everything pretty much apart from um I can't get on board with heavy metal I've tried but I just can't and I try and I say sometimes Simon listens to it sometimes I just I can't this is the one music that I just don't understand I don't get it it doesn't speak to my soul but anyway if maybe for some people they love it and whatever works for you Naomi it's been such an honor and a pleasure to have you so thank you so so much for your time today um please let everyone know where they can find you and where um they can work with you yeah, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook just as Embrace Fertility. And I'm getting on Instagram like every day and doing little, like, you know, three little tips on reels and things for mind body techniques. And then if you join my weekly mailing list, you get three ways to stress less and enhance fertility using the mind body link, which includes first chapter of my upcoming book three-minute meditation and a guided visualization and you can go to embracefertility.co.uk to sign up amazing thank you so so much and i will speak to you soon thank you <laughs> i hope that was a really helpful actionable conversation with lots of stuff that you can take away and actually go away and use right now to hopefully um, start feeling better straight away uh, and you can find naomi at www does anyone say www anymore not really anyway embracefertility.co.uk where you can download her free three ways to stress less and enhance fertility using the mind body link and that includes the first chapter of her upcoming book a three minute reset mp3 and a beautiful guided visualization as well and you can also find her on instagram at embrace fertility and facebook as well which is the same embrace fertility and do let us know what you thought please do go over to Apple Podcasts if you're listening on Apple and leave us a review. It really makes the biggest difference ever and always makes my day if I see that somebody's um, gone over there and left me a rating or review. So yeah, please do go and do that. If you've gained anything from any of these, these shows, it would really make my day. Sending you all lots of love and compassion as always and do take care.